It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Everybody, this is Stan Wangland for the people under the stairs. Boy, what an interesting night it's been. Uh, here I am in the old bat cave, and uh, Paul is in here, and he's out in Canada. That's how that's what we call it in America. We don't call it Canada, we call it Canada in the suburbs, the province I understand is called of Ontario. And uh, I, I, he has a little mic on him. I don't know if I can get a hold of him, but if you guys just want to hold. For one second. Paul. One more. Paul, wait a second. Wait a second, Paul. This looks like there's something strange there. 
something very, very strange. And the darn, I can't believe this. Well, enough of that. What? What? The, what? Here it is. Hold on. What, Paul? You know, I'm telling you guys, not a damn thing has worked here tonight. <laughs> that was my big theremin creep. I you, know. Kevin? Thank you. I love that sound. And it's getting all messed up here. We're on the recording. <laughs> I can't believe it. Well, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, everybody who might be uh, uh, tuning in to the people under the stairs, this is one of your co-hosts, Dan Wangland. And I just wasted about uh, one minute and 46 valuable seconds of your time and mine and these wonderful people from Canada. And I'm just going to I'm just going to call them out and with Paul and, and see if they're there. I don't even know. Paul, are you there? Paul? Well, you know, after that Thurman blooper, I wish I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I, you know, I haven't done that. It, it was, it was a bad vibe, Paul, because you screwed up again from the other day. Trying to hook up here, but there's Paul, and I, I have this thing where I have this need to call out like a name in this way. Katie, is Katie Turner there? I am here. Katie Turner is here, everybody. Yeah. Any applause? <laughs> <laughs> is April there? April? Yes, I am. April is here also. Uh, you know, and if April and Katie are here, the one person that I definitely want to be with her is Liz. Liz, Liz, are you I'm there? here. Liz is here too. And you know what? One of the chief instigators from this group is also their cat ward for Paranormal Heart. Are you there too, Cat? I'm here. <laughs> I know, and you'd like to have your name taken off this show, I think, after this introduction. <laughs> this is definitely not Dixie Cryptoid or whoever it is. Dixie Cryptid. <laughs> oh, Dixie. See, I've screwed that up too. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you so much for joining the show. And uh, the ladies from Canada, Thank you so much for joining us on the show, and I promise you uh, we'll we'll go even more downhill from here. How the heck is everybody doing this evening? Good. We're doing wonderful. Well, great. Well, great. Yeah, yeah. Paul, how are you doing tonight? Have you had a busy day? Oh, I'm sensational. It wasn't too busy today, but hey, busy enough. Were you working on your skills with Skype or anything else like that to, to hook up in a real easy fashion? I, I did not. I just wing it when it comes to Skype. I got you. Well, for those of you who might have heard Kat on our show a couple of times, she has a wonderful show called Paranormal Heart. And uh, she has been on our show for a couple of times and gotten rave reviews, especially from our producer, who definitely thinks uh, he's going to have a, a conniption when he hears the first part of this show. Because he's always telling me I should be spookier. And not only was I not spooky in that first part, which I wanted to be, but I was totally unprofessional. So this may, may be my last show. But uh, Kat is part of a paranormal uh, investigation group that I guess was, uh, I don't guess, was uh, founded by Katie Turner. Am I correct, Katie? Yes, sir. And what's the name of the group? Um, so we call ourselves the Canadian Supernatural Research Society. Fantastic. Now, you know, I had asked Kat this before, and Paul, jump in anytime you want. I don't want to hijack the show from you, but I'm going to. But uh, Katie, uh, how long has the group been uh, in effect? 
About seven years. We've been officially the Canadian Supernatural Research Society. Each of us have been investigating independently for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been at it for about 17 years now. Wow, 17 years. That's a, that's a long time. Now, I had asked Kat before, but uh, how, many, how many people have you had in the group? Like, uh, you know, is it a small number of folks or has the, the, the numbers kind of like wax and wane? Uh, you know, people come and go when people join the team, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's based off of television and a lot of people seem to think that when you go into an investigation, you know, it's all bells and whistles all the time. And so, um, we have had members of the team that have certain expectations and when they get there, they realize that it can be quite monotonous. Um, mm-hmm. but for most part, most of our members are very uh, dedicated. Um, we've had up to eight members, um, at the time. And we're kind of weaning down, you know, people have moved on, whether it be through postings and we live in a military community. So people come and go um, and or people decide to retire. They have things going on in their lives. So it just depends kind of on the month uh, that we're that we're investigating in. Mm-hmm. Now, you said you're in a military community. I know that Kat's, uh, Kat's husband is in the military. Are all of you either in the military or have spouses or family members who are in the military? There are multiple um, members of the military that are members of the, the Canadian uh, team that have military spouses. Yeah. Right. Some of them are retired military members. As well. Hey, wow, that's 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 really interesting. Now, Katie, for you and then, I, I, you know, for me and, and again, Paul, I'm sure has a lot of questions. I, I, I know I've, I've always been fascinated uh, by paranormal investigations and everything else like that. I've never been a paranormal investigator. I mean, I have done, you know, investigations as a psychologist into like criminal investigations and investigation training and things, but not in this kind of stuff. What uh, what got you into this in the beginning? Because I a lot of my friends who've listened to the show with Kat, when we did that with her, when we do shows with other people who are paranormal investigators, they're very fascinated by, you know, your personal reasons, you know, why you got into it. And uh you know, I'm, I am thrilled. So I, I want to ask you and Liz and um, April if they don't mind answering. <clears throat> what got you into it in the first place? Well, for me, I have been psychic my whole life. So um, it started for me at a very young age. And essentially, I started investigating because I was curious. I wanted to make sense of what I was seeing, feeling, and hearing. And, um, you know, I wanted to prove to myself that I wasn't crazy, that if I could see these things and capture them on audio and visual, that uh, they were rare. They were Mm -hmm. real. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it kind of perpetuated and and I just delved more into it and um, I used my abilities. So when it first started, you know, again, I wanted to justify my abilities and and validate what I was seeing. And when we were doing investigations, if we could catch it on the equipment or, you know, if I could say a name and we would capture it that way, then I knew that I was on the right track. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a full-time psychic medium, so um, I utilize my, I don't want to call them powers, but I guess gifts every day. And mm-hmm. so now, um, really, I don't need to validate for myself anymore because I'm, I'm quite confident in what I see and feel. Um, but now we really um, focus on helping families and helping uh, people in need. So people contact us and they're quite frightened most of the time. And we can go in and and kind of put their mind to rest that it's not necessarily the boogeyman or something evil out to get them, that these things just want to communicate. Mm -hmm. And so this is basically where it, it, it all started and where we are now. 
Mm-hmm. You see, I when I listen to uh, you know, I, I know when I do shows like this, or I do shows, or when I meet with anybody and they want to tell me something that's an unusual experience. The thing that I don't like to do is I don't like to put somebody on the defensive where they feel that they have to prove something. Uh, you know, uh, and I, I'm glad to you you are very credible, uh, and I'm not saying that to patronize you or anything else like that, or you know, um, uh, you know, for 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 the show for his of the show. But when you say you used to question these things in your own life, uh, I, I guess when you would have these psychic experiences, this is not what you were taught by your parents or saw on television or heard in school or whatever. They were very unusual compared to the average person. Am I correct? Absolutely. I grew up in a very spiritual family, so mm. they were very open to that and they engaged me in it. So mm-hmm. when I would tell them about an experience, they would ask me more questions and they were open. Um, some of my family members are the most psychic mem- people I've ever met. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, it just never shut that door off. I feel that children are extremely psychic and because of the normal uh, nine to five, Monday to Friday society ways of life, mm-hmm. it kind of gets shut off. And so um, I never had that. I could continue, you know, growing and as a psychic and as an individual, and they just embraced it. They allowed me to be who I wanted to be. And I think that really helped. I work with a lot of children and I try to explain that to parents that, it's important um, to listen to what they have to say because there, it may not be the boogeyman under the stairs or, you know, the monster in the closet that it could in fact be something spiritual. Mm-hmm. Now, what type of experiences would you have that uh, were these unusual experiences or unusual spiritual experiences? Well, you know, from the time that I can recollect, I would have deceased family members come to me uh, and speak to me and send messages to my family. I could predict things. So I would have them in dreams or I would have mm-hmm. visions and I could, um, you know, explain that to my parents or my family members and, and, you know, it would come true. Um, I could hear them speaking. I would, I could hear audibly. Um, I would receive pictures. So I consider myself clairaudient, clarescent, clairvoyant, empathic, and clairconscient. So mm-hmm. clairaudience is hearing, clarescent is smelling, clairvoyant is seeing, clairconscient is the act of knowing, and empathic means I can pick up on symptoms, whether it be physical or metaphoric. So, mm-hmm. for example, walking into a hospital wasn't always a pleasant experience for me. I could pick right. up on this pain. Wow, that that's um, that's really amazing. Now, did other people in your family have a, a variety of those things too? Where you think those might have been passed like genetically uh, to you? Uh, or are yours the most special in your family? Um, I think we're all gifted in our own ways. Um, my grandmother is extremely psychic, although she's terrified of it. Um, I don't think she slept a whole night in her whole life because well, you know, people choose to come and speak to her when she's sleeping. And so she has a lot of visions and it scares her. Um, other family members are quite open to it, but also afraid. And I think because it was more accepted from my family members, I never got fear of it. I, I was more driven to find out answers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 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 amazing stuff, uh, you know, and uh, I, I think to the average person when, uh, you know, they they hear that you know, they're very skeptical, but uh, it's it's also very believable. I, I know for years and years and years, and it wasn't until I took a, a course in extrasensory perception, I would have these little video clips in my head, mm-hmm. the uh, you know, where I would see things. Absolutely. And, and I. And I thought that if I couldn't explain them for a person, well, they weren't real. And then the person, uh, people that I was, you know, talking to about this, your job isn't to explain them. It's just to, you know, just to report what you've seen. 
And as soon as I took that approach, man, it was like, it was very, very easy, uh, you know, to get these very bizarre images on people that you have no relationship to anything and that, but they would be very meaningful to them, you know? And it was, it was just a very strange experience. And it certainly, um, it, it started to explain a lot of things in, in, um, you know, my life and everything else like that. How about you, Paul? Do you have any questions for Katie or Kat? Because I wanted to ask April and uh, Liz what, what got them into things. And, you know. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain. And it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. No, I don't. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> yeah, the um, the thing I would be curious about that I would like to ask you guys is that I had um, I did a, a podcast. I'm sure some of you know who um, Rosemary Ellen Guiley is. Yes, she was a popular author and paranormal investigator, and uh, we had done a, a podcast about a year ago about angels. And we were talking afterwards, she had written a book about the gin. And I just did a, a podcast on the, the gin where I was talking about her experience where she said she never believed these things uh, existed, but then she encountered them in her paranormal investigations and that they were very difficult to deal with. The usual religious rites or cleansing rituals would not necessarily uh, get rid of them from a person or a home or a place. And when I posted that, there, there's several other people on uh, on YouTube who are paranormal investigators. And they said, yes, we've encountered these things as well. And they're, they're, they're very nasty. Uh, they're, they're very dark. And I'm just wondering if you guys have actually ever encountered anything like that, the gin. Um, we've, we've encountered a few things that we've had to go back multiple times to cleanse. We uh, There was one particular case that we dealt with in Ottawa that we're still dealing with the lady and um, she has some sort of dark stuff going on in her house and you know it's not an entity per se these are more like um, how would you describe them little little I don't want to call them gremlins but little people (laughs) that cause issues Um, and you know all the the stereotypical things that we do for cleansings aren't necessarily working so I think really it comes down to um how much you're doing it and, and what you're utilizing to do the cleansing. For, you know, there's lots of people uh, that listen to this show. Uh, not everybody is an expert in, in paranormal activities or procedures or things like that. What would be some cleansing rituals? Uh, would they be things like uh, smoke and incense or holy water or prayers? Or what would be the cleansing rituals that you guys would use? 
Well, I tell everyone the same thing. Cleansing is something that comes down to power. So, you know, um, you have to hold the power to be able to do it yourself. And, you know, I, I do cleansings two or three times a week for people. And along with the cleansings, number one, I don't charge for a cleansing. I think it's something important that everybody should be doing. So I'm, I'm certainly not going to, we don't charge as a team to investigate or do cleansings. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so important that it's the act of intent. It's the um, power from within to help to get rid of these things. And if you have fear, that's what they feed off of. So I really encourage a lot of my clients, you know, um, as a psychic medium and uh, the lead investigator for our team, when we go into any situation that you utilize your own power and kind of use your best mom or dad voice and really um, try to get it out. Um, we use a multitude of things. We use uh, smudging massage. We use mugwort. Mm-hmm. We use um, Pablo Santo. We use holy water. We use moon water, pagan holy water. Um, there's there's many different things that we use, uh, you know, salts. Um, but basically, it comes down to the active intent. It's the intent you put behind it. You know, holy water has intention behind it, and that's what makes it powerful. So. I find that a lot of these uh, cleansings that we do that were called back, it's because the person's not confident with the job they did or the job we did. And we have to kind of earn their trust and, and um, give them the confidence that they can get rid of this. And they do. We have had a, a great su- success rate. Um, and it basically, it's just making them feel s- the strength. Yeah. So what you're really talking about is taking uh, taking psychic energy and whatever you use, it's simply a medium. Absolutely. Yeah. I think there's some physical properties to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the salt lamps deionize negative ions. So, you know, it's mm-hmm. the essence of the salt. You can't plug in something else. It doesn't work the same way. So there's a physical essence to it, but really a lot of it's the act of intent. You know, you take a cross, that's simply a piece of wood, piece of wood or a piece of metal, but it's that it's that faith behind the belief and that conviction of belief that makes it powerful. And and mm-hmm. that's where you have your driving force. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it's very funny. I'm sorry. I have to have the psychologist in me come out on that. That's just like when disease is caused by psychogenic properties, Uh, you know, by psychogenic reasons. It's a it's a belief that you're ill or a belief that you're getting better. Uh, It's intent. It's belief. It it alters, uh, you know, the way that your brain functions. It alters the electrochemical energy in your brain and the manifestation of it. And, you know, it's um, a funny thing. It's uh, when I hear you describe this, and, and I don't know if you would agree with what I'm saying, but it's almost like they're very similar things, just named differently. You know, or they're 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 seen from a, or practiced from a different perspective. You know, another. Oh, go, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it's a psychosomatic reaction in some cases. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I think that Hollywood has a wonderful way of dramatizing and sensationalizing certain things. Mm -hmm. I can't count how many cases we've had where people are convinced 100% there's a demonic entity in in their house, and it comes down to be the spirit of a cat or a dog. We just recently had a case where people were afraid because things were being knocked down, and it it turned out to be a dog. It was, you know, we were able to capture the entity in a in a photograph. And once we were able to kind of show that to them, um, and there was other things that we were able to capture that kind of uh, correlated with, with the photo of the dog that they put their mind at ease and they weren't so scared anymore. So Mm -hmm. I think it's educating. I think it's enlightening. I think it's giving power to uh, realize that it's not always, you know, something dramatic like, like Hollywood. 
Yeah, this is great. Uh, really, and, I, and what a, what a great uh, explanation that was, and that's uh, very very enlightening. Uh, you know, to it's, at least it's enlightening to me, and I, I think it would be to a lot of uh, other people that uh, you know that this is not their area of necessarily of expertise. How about um, uh, I'm just going to randomly. How about you, April? Uh, you know, you've been uh, very nice and very patient. And, and you've been very sweet in, in coming on the show here today. What got you into this? Um, I was raised casually spiritual. It mm -hmm. wouldn't be anything in your face or anything like that. My grandmother would say, oh, by the way, I saw your grandfather the other day. You know, mm -hmm. um, so we didn't take too much notice of it. It wasn't until I met Katie um, and we got chittering that uh, and decided to put the team together that mm -hmm. I came more involved and and working healthcare, which I was doing, I was with um, a lot of patients that were end of life. Mm -hmm. I mean, you sit at the end of the bed and they say, "Oh, there goes George." Mm -hmm. You know, you're kind of going, "This is neat." <laughs> this mm -hmm. I'm So um, it it was a jump in, not even a second thought of joining the the team, and learning and it's it's um over the years it's i've been really thankful to be able to come to this team mm -hmm. of what we do for people what uh we're trying to spread the word it's it as katie says it's not hollywood you know, yeah, you know i'm sorry go ahead no it's just we find if we go into a home uh we find well, first the question is you watch any paranormal shows Mm -hmm. And it's, oh, God, yes, and I've got demons. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's, people are scared all of a sudden. People mm -hmm. are living in fear of a bang in the kitchen or the kettle clicking or something. And mm -hmm. the more that we go in, the more investigations that we do, um, we're hoping to, to clear that stigma of... Everything is a demon. Everything is a ghost. Everything is a, every house has got a spirit. Mm -hmm. you know, it, it's how you want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. You know, what really impresses me about uh, I, I know it always impressed me about Kat and uh, it, it does with both of you uh, so far. You are both very articulate. Um, you are both uh, very calming. Uh, you're very uh, I get a good feeling of you being very receptive and um, accurate in your perceptions on things. Just being part of this group that's doing doing the paranormal investigations, this is going to sound like an odd question, but it's just a feeling that I get from your group. Does this empower you as women? You Definitely. feel that this has something to do with your femininity and uh, you know being a woman, and this is a, a very empowering thing? No, we're not the Venus type. We're, we're more, um, we have had gentlemen in our group, and unfortunately they have faded into the woodwork. Hmm. Um, women are strong beings, as it is. Uh, I mean, we can walk into a domicile, and, and the fear is not there. We don't carry the baggage in with us, whatever's happening in our homes, our lives. We don't carry that in where we, I, unfortunately, and not to be, to be rude to the male species, but mm -hmm. um, we found that they carried their, their secrets 
in with them. And that's a lot of times why they didn't last. Wow. That is, you know, that should be a whole other show. That should be a whole other show because, you know, I, I'm, get, I'm, I'm not getting off topic, but I just just one thing, then I will get back to the paranormal. I have a real problem when anybody gets into these terms like toxic masculinity or they have names for femininity or things like that. And they become these garbage pail definitions for things when the, when what there should be is more of an explanation of very specific behaviors that that person's involved with. And you just, man, you just hit on some terrific points. Well, thank you. Uh, to me, I'm not kidding you. I mean, uh, that that's that's really insightful. That's you know, that's really good. That's why they keep me around, you. <laughs> yeah, you know. Now, do you guys have your own show? Do you know? Uh, well, in terms of like a podcast or yes. like a podcast, you do a podcast periodically or a podcast uh, on a it has been talked about. It has been talked about. I have uh, ha- had some discussions with some um, really respected paranormal investigators um, in the past, and and uh, they have suggested it and asked that we do it. Um, it's something we've thought about. All of us, um, you know, most of us have full time jobs, so it's, sure. it's quite. Uh, sometimes it's tedious to be able to get everybody in one room at the same time. Absolutely. Because what I do, I'm able to kind of make my own uh, schedule. But um, no, it would be de- it would definitely be something that we would think about doing. Absolutely. Oh, you guys, you guys are marvelous. And you know, if it was me, if I was producing your show or I was working with you or making a suggestion for a show, I would say not only do the paranormal stuff, but uh, to do the impressions that you have as human beings and females and everything else, whatever makes you different, you know, or unique as an individual. And and give your views on a whole variety of other topics, just like you did with you know why the men maybe you know wax and wane in your group. That that was really a very perceptive. Uh, that was very different. That was really right on, spot on. But we also on our our uh, Facebook page for the um, CSRS, mm-hmm. we do not throw on our investigations. We do not <clears throat> you know, have to. We find we don't have to prove what we do as others Absolutely. do. Um, we go in, we do our work, and we get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, yes, we have to go back in, but again, it's that Hollywood dilemma where people are going, "Damn, I miss that ghost." Yeah. yeah we're not we don't like to we don't like to consider ourselves ghost hunters no. i mean i'm not not that that's demeaning but we're not into we're hunt not ghosts we're there yeah. to find answers for the clients and so 90 percent of our cases are residential we mm-hmm. um they ask that they be kept confidential um you know there are i'm i'm a part of a couple of tv shows and there is one particular tv show that i deal with that you know, sometimes if they feel that they want to talk about their story, then we'll air it on TV. But for the most part, we're not out to prove ourselves and, you know, that we have the best equipment and, you know, we got better pictures or evidence than other teams. Love it. We're yeah. simply out to help people. And um, the more that we can spread the word and educate, I think the better people are. Are you still there, Liz? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> oh, okay. That was that was you speaking, wasn't it, Liz? No, that was Katie. Oh, I'm sorry, Katie. Uh, you, you know, uh, what I was gonna what what I was gonna do is I I wanted to 
bounce something back over to Paul. But before I but before I do, I would like to ask the same question to Liz. Liz, what got you involved in the group, and you know what kind of experiences and and what kind of background stuff in your life maybe led you this way? Well, I've always been interested in psychic things, um, mm -hmm. fortune tellers, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And actually, my son can see things, hear things. He has for a while, and he still can. So and that's always scared him. So when I met Katie, um, I was working at a place that she wanted to investigate. So... I was asked if I wanted to be there and, and help them out. And I said, sure. So that was like three years ago and I'm still at it. I love it. I like being able to go in and help people know that it's not always mean things. Sometimes it's someone that's stuck and can't get away mm -hmm. that just needs that little bit of help. And then they're gone and things quiet down for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you go? Uh, what do you guys like about each other the best? What kind of what kind of things do you find uh, psychically that you like about each other, or make you click as a as a paranormal investigation unit or team? We're very open with each other. I mean, if your hair is standing on end, you're going to know. We're going to tell you. You know, um, if if one of us maybe takes a misstep. Um, we have that ability to be able to say to each other, look, this, you know, could have been done a different way. Mm -hmm. um, we it just enjoy each other's company. It's very relaxed. Mm -hmm. um, we each have our power, our strengths. Mm -hmm. Combining those strengths works well with us. Mm -hmm. So... Um, we play in the dark a lot. We have to trust each other. <laughs> yeah, that's a point. That's a sobering thought right there. You play in the dark. Yeah, yeah. it was it was actually quite um, fascinating to watch the team form. You know, myself investigating for quite some time and kind of being knowledgeable about it, you know, kind of leading the team and trying to help them to learn as much as they could learn. Each member came to me and said, well, we don't have the powers that you do. We don't have those abilities. And I said, yes, mm -hmm. you do. And no, Katie, we, don't, we can't do it like you do. And I say, yes, you do. You will develop your own powers. You will develop your own, um, you know, skills and, and knowledge. And, you know, you got to stick with your gut instinct. And each and every one of them have come back to me and said, man, you know, I see this or I feel this or I sense this. And I kind of have to giggle because... You know, I'm, it's almost like birthing of their psychic, you know, energies. And it was wonderful to see because we can utilize that during investigations. So mm -hmm. when we go in and we do our baseline sweep, I tell everybody, get your own vibe. Tell me what you feel. And it's amazing how each person gets the same vibe. You know, there's it's very mm -hmm. rare that one person will get one thing and somebody gets something completely different. Mm -hmm. Katie has a habit of saying, did you hear that? <laughs> and when we, we first started in the group, it was like, uh, no, no, we didn't hear mm -hmm. that. Now, uh, more of the group is literally saying, yeah, you know what? I did hear that. So, and it's psychically. Yeah. Interesting stuff. I, I'd, oh. like, 
I'd like to add to, I just wanted to add to that. So many times, Katie, like April said, uh, Katie would say, did you see that? Or did you hear that? And we're all like, no, she's how could you not? It's right there. It's like, Katie, we don't see it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So you guys are very honest to one another. Would you say that you're painfully honest uh, that you don't, you know, like, uh, I'll always laugh when I see one of these shows on television sometimes and, and people say, there it is. It's in the wood. It's like, I don't see anything. It's a, oh, you know, oh, yeah. Things like that. I mean, you, you, you don't lead each other on to, to, to see something when it's really not there. No, absolutely. You know, the bottom line is we're all human and mm-hmm. we are spiritual beings having a human existence. So mm-hmm. as much as we can be spiritual in the moment and you're using, you know, powers, if something gets knocked down, you're going to jump <laughs> and right. the human instinct in you is going to spark. And so each of us ground each other, you know, sometimes we're like, Oh my God, I, you know, we're going to jump. And it's like, dude, it's okay. Like relax. You've got this. Mm-hmm. So we ground each other. Um, we, you know, help each other out. You know, we're, we're very, very open. There's no secrets. You know, if somebody has got a problem, we talk about it. Um, and basically we try and I, I look at it like we're all equal. We're all team members. So each person has a little bit more knowledge. We have another team member, Katie, who another, the other Katie, who is, is tech savvy and she's always onto the equipment. She knows how to set it up, break it down. Um, if there's something wrong, she knows how to fix it. And then we have, you know, certain members that are able to, they, they will interview the clients and we have other members that are able to get baseline sweeps. Like each, it works like a finely tuned clock, to be honest with you, because each member um, kind of add something to the team and and that's how we're able to do a job well done. Mm-hmm. How about you, Paul? What, what burning questions do you have uh, for the folks here? I'm sure that, that, that you have many because you have all these paranormal experiences and uh, what kind of things are you interested in asking the, the, the group here? Well, my question, when we're talking about the, uh, the mind affecting the body and, and all that sort of thing earlier I wanted to ask, uh, what do you guys think of the thought that are in some metaphysical circles that when someone has uh, claimed they have a ghost or a demon or a poltergeist, it's actually emanating from them, the psychic energy, the thought form. It's not actually something that's from out there necessarily, but coming from within and, and they're giving it form. And I'm sure some of you have heard, uh, you know, the whole thing on poltergeist activity, they said it takes place with teenagers between 12 or 13 to 18. And there was a thing years back where some paranormal paranormal researchers were saying, you know, it could be this poltergeist activity things moving on their own is actually coming from the teenager with their, their hormones, you know, up in arms and going through the changes and coming into their own, all these feelings that that teenagers go through that they could act this could actually be psychic energy that they're putting forth so what do you guys think about that theory and have you found it ever to be true or not true um from my from my experience it's absolutely true we have the ability to manifest many things um, they did an experiment in 1972 called the Philip experiment in Toronto, Ontario. And it was a bunch of people that got together and they manifested uh, fictional characters and they could, they could make them, you know, um, I guess, move things or, or communicate. And I think that if you put enough energy force and, and force it into like telekinetic energy, um, that you can absolutely create something. I think that, you know, certain lores and legends that people go to, that's quite famous 
Do I think that something has manifested there? Absolutely. But to talk about poltergeist activity is very similar, but I do think there are cases where, you know, we've come across that there indeed is spirits um, or are spirits that do make things move um, on command. But I also think, you know, I've got children again and, and children hitting puberty where um, do I think that it's in a hormonal imbalance and there's a lot of um, exacerbated um, energy coming forth? Yeah, absolutely. It can be created that way too. So, you know, to, to certainly, um, this is a pseudoscience. The bottom line, this is a pseudoscience. And if you want to take a scientific, um, you know, look at it, we're not going to be able to find, you know, definite answers about it. It's not going to come to 100%. So, um, again, it's, it's trial and error and us going through investigations and, and it happening again and again and again for us to kind of come to that conclusion. But in my experience, I've seen it multiple times. Awesome. And we have a favorite haunt, no pun intended, mm -hmm. uh, called Buck Hill down in Round Lake. Mm -hmm. People go there because of the, the urban legend that is about people are looking for spirit. People are looking for the light. Um, and I, it's hard to tell sometimes when you're there whether those people are manifesting what's going on around you or it is actually spirit that is there. Um, and, it, and we go there a lot when, when we've got downtime uh, because it is such a thrill um, to, to, to just try to figure it out. When, it's, when we're alone, when there aren't carloads of people sitting there, we find the energy is different. Um, the energy can be quite, I'm not saying malevolent, but bothersome really when there are more um, people there. And unfortunately, the people that show up have a tendency to be drinking or, or boisterous. And it just changes the energy level there for us all the time. Mm -hmm. I think too, in situations where, you know, it's, it's a, quite infamous haunt. Um, I think that, you know, the concentration of that energy and people going there and, and basically bringing it to life, mm -hmm. well, almost op uh, opens a portal. Yeah. And we find that it's not just, you know, the legend that you see the woman in white walking down the stairs, but you start to see a lot of other things too. And in my experience, when um, that starts to happen, sometimes it's in a Pandora's a, a box effect that you've opened that hatch and, and more is coming through than, than expected. I often tell people that, you know, when you open your your door in the summer, how many flies flew in? You don't know that intent of, of them coming in was not there, but the bottom line is they got in. So, um, you know, going back to that manifestation, yeah, it's very possible. You know, I have a question. I, the, the older that I get and the more that I study the different versions of psychology and philosophy and, you know, biology and quantum mechanics, all the things that I'm interested in and how, you know, different theories on how the universe works, how things operate or don't operate or whatever, the more I'm convinced that it's, it can, it's really a question of consciousness. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And it's a question of perception and sensation and everything else like that. And I know that if, uh, you know, I like to, um, I like to camp, I like to go, um, I like to go, you know, deep in the woods, uh, you know, many years ago, I would go, you know, far away from people and things. And you find out after a few days, your senses, your, your sense of sound, your awareness of things, of uh, danger, of water, of birds, you know, everything is enhanced. And I guess my question to, to you guys, do you, do you think that these things that we call paranormal, uh, you know, entities or you know, paranormal events that we have, those things are there all the time. It's just a question of when we're able to be made of, uh, be made aware that they're there. Do you think that's a, am I making myself clear on that? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's not those things that they're there all the time. It's like quantum mechanics. The world of the very small, you know, we look at a cup or, you know, you're looking at the screen. I'm looking at the screen with a little picture flickering on and off. And if you were sitting here with me, we both have a shared consciousness of that thing. But really, if you get down on the smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller level, it doesn't exist. It's only a question of, you know, when we can perceive that, when we're conscious of it. So I, I guess that, you, you know, I guess you were saying maybe yes, that. This is all, maybe this all relates to your personal or my personal level of consciousness of these things. I think we all oscillate at different frequencies of consciousness. I often right. use the analogy of a red car. You know, I ask, I, I'll ask the client or, you know, what kind of a car do you drive and what's the make, model, and year? And then I ask them, how many, how many of those vehicles did you notice before you purchased it? And oftentimes they say, well, not, not many really. And then I'll say, well, what about after? And they, you can see the light bulb shift, you know, the light bulbs on and they're looking at you and right. it's that active consciousness is in, it's in the front of your mind. It's not as if you're out looking for vehicles, just like yours, you start to notice it. And I think that, that simply put, that is the consciousness that you're dealing with is paranormal. Not everything is paranormal. We debunk a lot of things, right, but right. There, are, there are many things that we can correlate and validate and to say that it is not normal. In other words, mm -hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense in science too. There, like if you, if you study chaos theory or things like that, you know, a, a billion trillion times a, a drop of water coming out of the end of a spit, spigot is going to go downwards. There's going to be one time it's going to travel upwards. Right. You know, and that, that that defies logic you know that would be power whatever but uh boy you guys are fascinating you're fascinating what other questions do you have paul i uh, you know are, are we doing okay with you guys in terms of time are we taking too much of your time well this is perfect boy thank you because uh you know i i know you get bored in a hurry but i can talk to you for six and a half hours and, and if i could ask you <laughs> would you be kind enough to to maybe think of coming on the show again Absolutely. Yes. Because not only are you uh, really educational for people, you are really articulate. You are very credible. Um, it's uh, I think it's wonderful for people, whether they you know are interested or believe in this or not, 
they should really, you know, entertain the things that you're um, that you're talking about because they uh, they certainly make a lot of sense. They're really worthy of uh, of people, you know, using some critical thinking and uh, you know, taking an open mind and and uh, listening to them. Well, thank you, know? you very much. Oh no, thank you. I'm really honored. I, I had I, I knew you were going to be great guests, but you've really surpassed. Um, I'm, I'm kind of sorry I did that kind of hokey introduction now. You know, you guys <laughs> are so sharp. I, I feel like kind of a dope. But uh, you really... Okay. Uh, Breaking the you ice. Really, you guys are great. Breaking the ice is what we know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but what about you, uh, What about you, Paul? I, I know you're going to have a thousand questions after the show. You have so many topics that you're interested in. And I, I, I kind of got into this big, long interview uh, with everybody because you're just fascinating me, guys. What, 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 what more do you want to know, Paul? I know there's, there's tons of things. I only had one more that was related to the last question. Um, and that being, again, I, I talked to uh, a gentleman uh, through YouTube who does paranormal investigating and speaking of, you know, metaphysics and paranormal instances being manifested from our own mind, our own energy. He, uh, he said on a, a couple of occasions he tried the very uh, metaphysical mind science approach when someone was having like a haunting or a disturbance in their home where he got his team together and also the people in the home and they just sat in the house. And they didn't speak a word. They just did the, the metaphysical exercise of projecting divine love, you know, divine spirit. God is everywhere in this house. You know, nothing evil, nothing negative, nothing disturbing can exist here. And uh, he said it actually worked just by not doing any rites, no smoke, no candles, no water, no salt, just radiating or, or thinking, filling the space with divine love, divine perfection, pushing anything out that should not be there. Or if it was a spirit, a lost, you know, an earthbound spirit, uh, you know, would just gently usher them into you know the light the next dimension of life so i'm wondering uh, again if you guys have ever heard of anything like that particular technique or have done it yourselves and what your take on that is so um it, yeah in multiple cases we have dealt with um you know when i go through the house uh, you know psychically i can you know i've done remote uh, viewing and i've done remote cleansings but um when we're in a case yes we we will surround i will surround in light i also mention i should mention that you know for the viewers listening that that want to get into paranormal investigating it can become harmful and i encourage everyone to take the right approach whether it be carrying a crystal that you believe in or a cross that you believe in whatever whatever you find that is powerful to you to carry it with you because again it's that active intent so when we go into an investigation i do my set of prayers and i do um i you know make sure that there's surrounding love and light around all of my team members to make sure that they are safe and protected as well as myself and i i do that with my, my clients as well but most clients are not um I don't want to say educated, but not are they're not as enlightened as we are. So this is something that's not new to us, and we go from case to case to case. But most of these people are vulnerable, and they're naive, so they don't understand what's really happening. And to ask them to close their eyes and to you know just envision love and light is wonderful. 
But I find that a lot of times they'll come back to me second-guessing themselves because that's what we do as humans. So giving them something physical, such as sage or Pablo Santo Mm -hmm. or holy water, that kind of seals the deal and gives them something physically, um, you know, forward moving that, that they can utilize with their hands. And it's something that kind of seals the deal, if that makes sense. We find that that, that is more, um, that, that's more um, effective than anything else. That does make sense because that's in time immemorial, things like talisman, things like that. You know, people believe in those things. Absolutely. They, they generate the thoughts and ideas and the belief <laughs> systems and that energy that you're talking about. That makes perfect sense. You yeah. know? That's fair. What's the, um, you know, I, and I guess for me, the, the thing that I like to, to know the most from, I asked Kat the same question. I wonder what you guys would say. What is the scariest experience that you've had? You know, each one of you, if you could maybe relate that. What's the scariest moment that you've had? I know as a psychologist, I've had a couple of scary moments when I, I've worked with some murderers or people who were truly sociopathic and, uh, they were frightening, um, you know, uh, not to me, uh, physically sitting there where I was protected, but just frightening the thought of what capability they had in terms of, you know, doing harmful things to other human beings or how they got that way. I mean, you usually don't see people really on that level, you know, but uh, when you're in, in the paranormal world, what are the things that scare you? Or the scariest, one of the scariest things that maybe has, had, has you know, happened to you? I, I tend to believe that it was on our favorite haunting place and there was a lot of crashing in the bush where you are is in the middle of literally nowhere on a dirt road there are no homes hydro anything it is pitch black and we heard a lot of crashing in the bush on either side of us there was five or six people standing there at the moment they were closer to the front door of the van And all of a sudden that crashing came out onto the road and you could literally see the gravel spitting up. And you have never seen five people try to get into a van so quickly in all your life because we did not know what was coming at us. We had no idea. It was so quick. We had had expectations of something physical like a bear or a deer or a moose and it came whipping out of the bush and there was nothing there, but you could see the rocks flying. Like this was wow. something that multiple people saw at once. It wasn't as if it was one person's no. encounter. No. And everybody heard one of those things from Curly from the Three Stooges, right? Like, Mike. <laughs> 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 so what the heck was it? It was an entity or something like that. Some yes. Of, oh my goodness, that would scare the bejesus out of me, as they say here in the United States. <laughs> now, what was you, what was your scariest thing, April? That was mine. Oh, that was yours. How about you, Katie? What's the scariest one for you? Um, for me, you know what? I'm very due diligent with protecting my family. Um, mm-hmm. I do not hold readings at my house. Um, I don't, you know, I run a business and I refuse to do it out of my house for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because people, a lot of times people care, uh, carry a caravan of energy, whether they know it or not. And yep. Yep. so we did a particular case and uh, it ended up coming home with me. 
And I, I, you know, again, I'm very, very uh, cautious about cleansing my home. I have a salt lamp addiction. I have a problem <laughs> and you know, anything that I can do to cleanse my home, um, you know, and I, my children, again, I have two young children and they're, they're very knowledgeable about, um, you know, paranormal. And mm-hmm. so, you know, they're, they're up there with me cleansing and such. Well, bottom line was um, no matter how diligent I could be about keeping my family safe, it came home with me and it, it severely affected myself, my husband and my children. And, um, trying to get rid of that was something that I hope I never have to deal with again. I'm that much more uh, cautious. Um, but you know, it could have ended. I have a colleague on a, on one of the shows that I'm on that, uh, didn't fare out too well either. She's now passed away and, um, we're pretty convinced that it was paranormal. Wow. Now, see that I'm I'm glad I asked you that question and you gave that story because Paul has said sometimes to me on a couple of things, he'll say, hey, let's do this thing or let's do this. Re-, you know, let's let's do this thing. Now, years ago, if you would have said to me, like, you know, get take a Ouija board or do something, it wouldn't bother me, whatever, or, you know, do certain things where I would expose myself to the, uh, you know, to, to something that could be potentially evil. It's the same thing now. I've had a couple of medical conditions where my immune system has been a little bit compromised. I volunteer at the hospital and I've stopped doing that because I'm around people who have every kind of freaking disease known to mankind. You know what I'm trying to say? And I'm going in there and I don't need that right now. And I take the same thing with this, uh, these negative entities. I, I, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, I, my personal wisdom tells me, and I always listen to my body. I listen to whatever my mind is messaging to me. It tells me, don't fool around with this shit. Well, you know, know, if you're doing something, do, do do nice things or, you know, uh, uh, you stay within your religious beliefs uh, on a positive note, or I, I work for pastoral services at the hospital. I volunteer, you know, do those kinds of things. But don't don't be going. I mean, you can go play with a flying saucer, but don't be going in for the spirit stuff. Right. I think that, you know, I again, I'm I think that in my experience with anything malevolent, whether, you know, demonic is 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 a Catholicism word, but anything malevolent, Mm -hmm. um, it attacks the weak. Mm-hmm. And so I like to think of myself as quite strong. I'm able to yeah, go well, yeah. job and, and kind of go there. So what does, what does something attach to? If it can't attach to you, it's going to hit your vulnerabilities and my children, my family are my vulnerabilities. Yeah. And so yeah. it could not attach to me, but it could make me scared through my children and my yeah. husband. And so that's how it affected me. And I know now um, that it's time to educate my kids a little bit more and my husband and, and kind of keep my family, my fortress safe so that, you know, it doesn't happen again to say it won't happen again. I can't, but I can, I can sure as, as heck, you know, tell you that I'm doing everything possible to keep them safe. You know, malevolent energy doesn't, it's not like Hollywood. It doesn't jump out at you and say, boo, you know, it, it makes you, there's three things that it does. It um, acts through um, obsession, depression, and possession. And those three things, it, it doesn't always jump out and say, it's going to be taking possession of you. It makes you the person feel crazy and it makes them, you know, second guess themselves and it makes them depressed. And ultimately that malevolent energy is winning by creating that fear and that energy loss. So as long as I can keep ahead of it with myself and my team and make sure that everybody is okay, um, I think we're good to go, but you can never guarantee that. Very, very, very fascinating perspective on things. Very, very. Uh, and I like the, where you keep throwing in. This is not the Hollywood. This isn't the Barbara Hershey and the, the, the entity. 
you know, right. that kind of thing. That's that's fascinating stuff. How about you, Liz? What's the scariest thing with you? Well, I didn't have anything so-called scary. I had something more eye-opening. Okay. Um, we were at a residence and uh, we had did, done our investigation mm-hmm. and the lights were on and everybody was kind of chatting and I turned around and there was a man sitting in the chair that I was leaning against. And I was like, whoa. I said, did anybody else see that? And everybody was like, what? Um, I turned back around and he was gone. So it wasn't that it scared me. It just, it was more of a, a shock that, yeah, I'm actually think, picking yeah. up on stuff now. And I think it's kind of cool now. <laughs> yeah, I, I would think for the uninitiated, it would be, hello. Yeah. That would be, that, that would certainly gain your attention. How about you, Paul? What's been your most, what's been one of your scariest experiences? Wow, I don't know. I've seen some pretty scary things in my day, but uh, I, I think I think the one that really stands out for me is a, a similar uh, experience of the thing coming down the gravel road that you couldn't see. As I was in, uh, there used to be this place that me and my friends would go and and drink back in the you know, the, the mid latter eighties when we wanted to be rock stars and everything. And uh, it was my day off from work. I worked retail. So I worked on the weekend. I was off during the week and uh, I just went up there. I didn't feel like staying home. You know, my friends were working. I, I wasn't drinking. I, I had a Coke and, and I think a, a hostess fruit pie. And I went up I said, I'm going to go up in the woods and just, you know, hang out there for a little bit. And uh, I ended up, uh, you know, wasn't thinking of anything in particular, but I ended up hearing a, a noise in the woods, like something really heavy, like a deer stomping and twigs breaking or bigger than twigs. It was some, some pretty, some pretty big uh, sticks that sounded like they were being uh, stomped on or broken. And I'm looking and I, and I see, uh, like you said, that there, there was a movement in the woods and it it came out into the open and it was almost like this filmy it was very tall but it was it was very filmy there was definitely a form there but you couldn't see it it was almost like looking through water or saran wrap and um yeah that was really creepy i i i didn't stick around to find out what it was what it wanted i i, I got a very bad feeling like if i stick around uh, i think this thing means to do some uh some harm or something not nice and uh man i i just took off running down the the trail you know to where the car was parked and uh as i was running i i I heard a noise i don't know if it was human or animal but it was like something screaming back in the clearing and that was uh that was pretty damn scary you know whatever that was wherever it came from it was uh, definitely one of the most scary things that I've ever seen or experienced. Wow. Talk about feeling vulnerable. How about you, Kat? You've been so nice. <laughs> pulling this all together and I haven't asked you a darn thing. Oh, that's okay. So, I've had my time here. I'll let the girls talk. <laughs> yeah, well, I, <laughs> I thought you might want to do that. And, and what about you? What's been your scariest experience, Kat? Well, I mentioned it on his show before we were doing an investigation and um, it was at a business and we were just setting up the equipment 
and um, I was holding the, the cables. I was going to be hooking up the uh, video cameras. And all of a sudden, it just I had this funny feeling. And Katie comes up to me and she goes, are you OK? And I looked at her with big eyes and and said, no, she says, something tried to go through you. And I shook my head. Yes. And she says, you need to go grab your because I like to carry selenite on me, uh, the crystals. And she says, you need to get your crystals. You need you need to get them now. But when she was talking to me, she sounded like she was way at the other end of the hall. She sounded so distant and it felt like something was trying to push me. Um, so I just dropped the cables and I grabbed my crystals. And um, at that time, you know, I was I was like, holy crap, what the hell happened? Never had that before or since. And um, I kind of got angry afterwards, though, because it's like, OK, you're trying to use me to communicate. And that's I'm not cool with that. So then I had to tell them that. Whatever it was, you have to use the equipment that we're using. And I don't know how old these these entities are. So instead of using the proper names of the equipment, I just said this box in my hand with the lights, you know, describing this is what you're to use to communicate with us. You're not to touch any of us or or use us as a as a conduit like that's that's not happening. But um, yeah, that was that was really scary for me at the time. When you drive with Uber, what moves you moves us. That's why we provide drivers with the option to sign up for Instant Pay, so you have the power to decide when and where you cash out. What moves me is my niece back home. I always try to send her something I know she'll love. That's what moves me. Uber. What moves you moves us. Get started with Instant Pay when you sign up to drive with us at uber.com drive. Experiences driving with Uber may vary. Drivers who are signed up with Instant Pay can cash out up to five times a day. Terms apply. From the kids to Aunt Sue. Keep your whole family connected on all their devices with crowd-pleasing gig-speed internet from Xfinity. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Learn more about gig-speed internet or other popular plans now with even more speed. Enjoy faster downloads and a better streaming experience today. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store for a great offer. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. Uh, if you, I, you know, that's, that's, that, that those are great stories. I, I have one and I'm not going to tell it, but if you're interested, uh, it would be worth your while going to the people under the stairs and listening to the episode called the Augusta Poltergeist. Oh yeah. Uh, when I was a psychologist in Augusta, Georgia, and I was moving back to New York and, uh, uh, man, we had the police force there for four or five weeks. Uh, I, I'll never forget the police officer standing with me saying, do you have a gun, mister? And I said, yeah. I do. I have two of them on me right now. <laughs> and he said, would you come in the woods with me? They actually put a sniper in the woods. Uh, just incredible stuff uh, happening. That was out of a Hollywood movie huh. with uh, whatever entity or whatever it was jumping around and could never be seen uh, and was just all over the place. I was standing near the, the, the part that scared, the, literally scared the bejesus out of me, worse than all of that other stuff was standing outside uh, the, the day after this episode that would happen every weekend, this four or five weekends, and uh, talking to my good buddy who was a psychiatrist, and uh, you know, he was my best friend, and uh, we were standing outside uh, right behind the Augusta National Golf Tournament in Ray's Creek. I was in, behind my house, and uh, the little woods were there, and it was a kind of a like a cold day in the south, and a little bit of uh, snow was coming down. And I said, yeah, he was, whatever it was, it was right here near the tree. We couldn't see it, but these little pennies or things were dropping. And this is in broad daylight. And the tree burst into flame. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, in front of myself and the other guy. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of anything like that happening, but uh, I oh. was standing standing out in the middle of the uh, of the woods during the day, and so help me God, I'm telling you. I mean, you know when somebody's telling you the truth and when they're not. I, I mean, I almost wet my pants. <laughs> uh, that there's this tree that was, you know, on its side, and the damn thing just burst into flames. And we call that I, a code brown. <laughs> what, what's that again? I said we call that a code brown. <laughs> a code brown. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get that bad, but it was definitely a code yellow. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it was. Uh, I, if you could have seen my uh, buddy's eyes, they were like saucer plates. You know, uh, it was like, come on, man. You know. I mean, how does that happen? And when that was over, the one little thing that this entity or force or whatever would happen out of nowhere, a penny would drop all the time. Hmm. And 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 there was a penny that just just came came down in front of us. Too bad they couldn't have dropped hundred dollar bills. Yeah, now, you know, <laughs> uh, you go. You know, it's impossible. You'd have to hear the whole story. But uh, my goodness gracious, uh, if if that doesn't sober you up and say that there's a possibility for something very strange. I, I hope there wasn't a natural uh, explanation. Neither mm -hmm. myself nor the police nor anybody else could ever figure out what the hell that was. But uh, it certainly felt paranormal to me, you know, at the very least. But, yeah. uh, you know, how about, I have one last question, uh, so as not to overstay our welcome with you. Uh, uh, or impose upon you too much. Is that okay to ask you one more thing? Sure. You positive? Absolutely. Okay. What do you, what each one of you, what do you think are the, what do you think is the biggest issue of importance in paranormal activity that like if you were giving a, a lecture at college or at high school students or with people and they said, well, you know, like, what's the biggest thing that you would want people to know? What's a big issue? In paranormal activity. That's a big issue. For, I know. You mean you mean a big issue in terms of the paranormal side or the investigative side? It can be anyone you want. Something that is, you know, in the paranormal world, whether you're an investigator or just a paranormal issue, something that's, you know, like like a hot topic, a hot theme, something that's, you know, for the people in the know, this is a big issue. Like if it's the psychologist that's going to be, you know, neuropsychology, that's a big, hot issue all the time. Okay. I think for me personally, you know, um, I, when I, when I do lecture, um, I try to explain to people that you don't need all the bells and whistles. Um, you know, we, we have lots of pieces of, of expensive equipment. Um, and to say that those, because we spent that money and because it's actually meant for paranormal, do we get the best results with them? Um, that you don't, basically the, the best senses that you can use the, is yourself. You mm -hmm. stick with your gut feelings. Um, you don't need the expensive equipment. But I think that, you know, um, equipment is 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 made viable very easily for people. And, you know, there's younger generations getting into paranormal activity and, and investigating because of what they see on television. And don't get me wrong, television has its place, but they don't see the real full story behind it. They're only getting to see the exciting parts. But there's also health risks that that happen. And I think that... It's so important to be safe and to be educated walking into something like this. As a mm -hmm. team, we have had to go into other, um, you know, we've had calls for investigations where we had to clean up other teams' messes because they're just out to collect evidence. They're not there to help 
um, people. And so it's, it's important to be educated and, and, you know, you can't just buy a piece of equipment or grab a recorder and start recording. I really think it's important to source out a team um, or somebody very knowledgeable with the paranormal that you can learn from because, you know, not every little girl that you come across that's giggling and happy is a little girl. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, you can get your feet a little too wet if you're not, if you're not knowledgeable enough. Fascinating, fascinating. That's really interesting. How about you, April? What would you say? I think it, it would be as investigative teams are going into homes, taking over that home instead of allowing uh, the homeowner to, to be involved. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's like they, they're, again, Hollywood, um, they, they storm the place. And it's like, we are the Ghostbusters. And then they have the audacity to send everybody to the light. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the right to send them to the light. You get permission to send them. You find out if they need to go. Um, but it, it's this is what I see a lot happening is, oh, my God, it's a demon. We got to get in there, clear it, send everybody out, get rid of everybody. And it's just so wrong for me. We you know, I, I really love that. And it, it, it really strikes home, uh, you know, uh, to me as a psychologist and, and working with medical doctors. I know when I when I have a medical issue, I'm in charge of my treatment. Right. Not the doctor. Yeah. I just had an experience with the doctor. I said, well, I, I, I want to do this procedure. I said, like, why? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I said, it's, there's no benefit for me in that. That makes it easier for you. But why would I do it? Why would I do an invasive procedure that has risk for me that has no, pardon me, my language, has no fucking benefit at all for me at this point? Yeah. You know, and it's, you're talking almost the same thing. Like, you know, a team goes in and they're just like a doctor being in charge of a patient and saying, no, I'm in charge now. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody's going to the light. I would have never thought to, to think of it that way. We go in with with the intent to communicate, not to delegate or dictate. We're not saying, I command you to speak to me right now. We're always, we approach it with respect. We approach it as if the person, you know, would you, would you go to the gas station and demand somebody to pump your gas? No, you know, we don't, we don't go in there demanding or commanding anything. We're there to respectfully communicate and try and find answers. And, and it's not always the, you know, sometimes we are helping the spirit. It's not just Mm -hmm. uh, the homeowner, but, you know, as April was saying, we always invite the homeowner if they're comfortable with it to stay and investigate with us because it's, that's powerful in itself. Excellent. Excellent stuff. How about you, Liz? And I wanted to ask uh, uh, Kat and Paul. I'd, l- I'd love to hear an answer from Paul on that, too. Um, I think the most important thing in, like, the whole investigation, everything, um, is for people to realize that not everything is mean, a demon. Uh, there are lost souls out there there are sweet little ladies just hanging around that are not going to hurt you they're just there they're watching over the children in the house if there is children um stuff like that there's animals that'll watch over and take care of certain people that are in the house um so people have to realize that it's not all 
spooky, scary stuff. There is some caring stuff in there too. You just got to investigate and find out what it is. Okay. How about, how about you, Kat? For me, um, when you go into someone's home to do an investigation, do not treat us like we're your own personal entertainment team. Um, we've had a couple of times where you go into um, uh, someone's home to investigate and they have their friends all over and they're all drinking. And they're like, we love watching the TV shows. And it's like, we're not a carnival act here. We're here to help you. So please give us the respect as well. And they're all treating it like it's a game. And, you know, it's just really frustrating for us investigators to be treated that way. It sounds like a little bit of toxic masculinity to me. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that term. I had to throw it in there. (laughs) Okay, you ladies, let's see the show. My friends and I are here. We got our beers. Okay. I had to get corny. How about you, Paul? You do healings and spiritual stuff and everything. What do you think? Well, you know, Cap bursted my bubble there. I was going to have the team come out on an all-expense-paid investigation and just have us all hanging out, drinking and smoking. <laughs> well, Paul, for the right price. <laughs> oh, geez, what what would I say? There would be a lot, I suppose, but. I think a little bit like what Stan was talking about, you know, be cautious. I I think a lot of people get really gung ho when it comes to the paranormal. And, you know, even earlier we were, you know, we were talking about uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, who just recently passed away. And she was very experienced, uh, you know, in, in paranormal investigating. But, you know, I, I always thought she was a little gung ho. I mean, she, she would try anything, you know, <laughs> twice if she liked it or more, you know, and, you know, I, 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 I always got the sense, you know, when, when you were talking about uh, one of your friends that passed away and, and thought it may have been uh, paranormal. When I heard about her passing and, and, and like getting cancer, I just I just had this gut feeling like I, I feel like I feel like she weighed out into some waters that she shouldn't have. And this could have contributed to the illness her passing, you know, as crazy as it sounds, it's just a feeling I have around her. Um, so I think you have to be cautious, you know, when you're getting into Ouija boards and black mirror gazing and, you know, wanting to talk to uh, disembodied spirits and even extraterrestrials and things from other dimensions through the black mirror, you know, you have to be, uh, you have to be careful because as educated as we can be, we don't know everything, you know, so to go mirror gazing and, and, and just be open to anything and everything that might want to come through and give you a message or just show itself to you. Uh, I don't think it would be a good idea spiritually. I don't think it would be a good idea, uh, psychologically or even, uh, where physical health is concerned because I'm, I'm convinced that negative or malevolent spiritual energies can definitely have a, a detrimental uh, effect on one's physical well-being. So I would say be careful. Don't be gung ho with, with everything. And, uh, as the ladies were saying, respect, that's one of the first thing I, I learned in, in studying, 
uh, you know, paranormal investigating, never go in, don't curse, don't swear, don't demand. You talk to me right now, you son of a bitch. And, and, and you see some of these people on TV do that, you know, you know, show yourself, you cowardly bastard. I'm like, no, man, you know, what a bunch of crap, you know, <laughs> but, the first one is to scream. <laughs> so those would be my big two don't don't uh you know don't play russian roulette with things you you don't uh fully understand and always be respectful even if you uh you feel that it's something that's not very nice because to antagonize it um you're not going to win that battle <laughs> Well, you know, we are just, uh, we've been out of time, but uh, our, our show is going to be held, is going to be complete. It's going to be unedited, if that's okay with all of you, because I don't think anything was uh, inappropriate except that intro that I tried to do with the theremin, <laughs> which, took a, which took a flying dump on that one. You guys have been um, really just, uh, you have certainly surpassed any expectations that I had of the team out here. Not that I didn't, I, I, in working with Kat, I think she's just wonderful, and I, I knew things would be good. I don't know how you feel, but I feel very connected with you guys. I feel that you are so uh, intelligent and so authentic. This has been a real learning experience for me. Uh, it's been a really, really pleasant uh, hour and 15 minutes. Um, I hope that you know how sincere, uh, I just speak for myself, I am in thanking you for your time, because uh, this wasn't a bunch of nonsense or just a bunch of lip service about the paranormal. You guys are very experienced. You have just a ton of good information out there and so many nice things to, to think about. Um, it's, I, I know it's just the tip of the, of the iceberg of, uh, of what you uh, all have to offer. You're very, very lovely people. I can, you know, that's my psychic impression right off there, right off the jump. Uh, if I lived in Canada, I'd be in your group. I'd be asking if I could participate in it. Because it's uh, you're very very smart and nice um, nice people. You can give off a really nice, intelligent, uh, healthy, really good vibration to people. And and what you're saying makes a lot of common sense. Uh, all four of you, you're very lucky to have a, a group of you to work there together. Did you guys enjoy the show tonight? I hope uh, I loved it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. it was yeah. wonderful. It was. But I do have one question to ask. Sure. We never got introduced to Paul. Oh, please, Paul, introduce yourself. <laughs> That's right, because, because Stan is a terrible host with his botched throat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I'm Paul. How's everybody doing? <laughs> you know, I, I'm doing this podcast and, and my own podcast because, uh, you know, uh, as many of you have said very early in life, I've had experience. I, I saw things. I sense things uh like the uh, uh somebody's grandmother when when you said uh she never had a good night's sleep in her life well when i was younger uh that was the time when things were always around me and i would always tell people if, if i'm sleeping you know don't come in the room and, and like shake me to wake me up because i'll, I'll wake up swinging <laughs> you know because i'm always expecting something's going to be there and it ain't going to be good you know, and this is before I had any knowledge of you know what, what you know how to do anything. But uh, yeah, I became very interested in it. The the paranormal, spirituality, had a lot of experiences, and uh, you know, here I am today. 
doing my thing. <laughs> Paul, what's your last name, please? We're trying to Google you. <laughs> if you if you Google Paul James Caden, uh, I, I'll come right up. Oh, thank you. <laughs> It's been a pleasure. They're stalking you. How do we add you to network, both of you, Stanley and Paul? How do we add you guys? Uh, To what? To Facebook? Twitter, Twitter? Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we can network. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're on Skype now, so that's one way if you'd like to. But uh, I'll let Paul go next. Or, or Paul, you can go first, whatever you like. That's pretty easy. Uh, Paul, do you want to say how you can be reached? Yeah, just uh, my name. If you go on Facebook, if you go on Twitter, I'm I'm not on Instagram because I always, like I always tell Stan, I found that to be the most uh, worthless of uh, <laughs> social media platforms. But uh, yeah, but just my name, Paul James Caden, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, there's another one too, but I I can't remember what it is right now. You so must you use can, it very often. Have a paranormal team that you're with that we can. Because I think I think networking is so important. I I haven't uh, I I don't have a paranormal team. I I used to do a lot more. Um, or I used to live in, in Orange County. I mean, once in a while, I'll, I'll go out or even cart my wife along, and we'll go out to you know like a cemetery or something and try to get some EVPs or or, or see what we can uh, you know uh, see, but uh, not as much as I used to. I hear a big dog woofing in the background. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> we don't have a dog, dear. Paul also has a uh, uh, his uh, his email is nocturnal magic. Yes, nocturnal magic at gmail.com. Gmail.com. I can send you all the links, Katie, if you'd like. Yeah, well, I just think it's it's great to uh, to have everybody linked up. It's good that way. Yeah, you know, we always do that at the end of the show anyway, because it might be somebody's um, it might be somebody listening to the show for the first time. And I, and, and you guys also can if, if we could do our thing, if you could tell the audience if you want them to reach you in any way, if you want to reach me by my personal email and I give that to everybody, I have nothing to hide or anything. It's S Wangland, S.W.A.N.G.L.U.N.D. at Gmail dot com. Wow. I'm, I'm on Facebook as Stanley Wangland. You can catch me on Twitter. It's just at S. Wangland. There's no mystery there or anything. And uh, if you like other shows other than this, I have a, a really a great show called Just Thinking with Stan Wangland. That's a, a very popular show and uh, keeps on expanding. And uh, that's not on the paranormal. It's on every darn thing under the sun. And that's a fun show. And uh, I'd love to have you as a guest sometime on that show. There's nothing that stops the paranormal from being on that. You guys are you guys are marvelous. So uh, and you know you, you've got me on Skype right now, and it's uh, I, I hope you do stay in touch. And uh, I'm not in a paranormal team uh, or anything else like that. But uh, if you ever have any questions and you want to you know ask a question of a psychologist or something like that, you know, with a, certainly a big open mind to the paranormal, feel free anytime. Well, thank you. It's very much appreciated. Oh, anytime at all. And, you know, it was a pleasure. The stuff that I look, you know, really look into now is a lot of uh, not psychodynamic stuff, but it's more like neuropsychology. And it would really fit into the paranormal stuff. A lot of stuff on consciousness, sensation, perception, things like that. So 
that's kind of good stuff. Now, how about you guys? How, how can we, how can the, the people in the audience, if they want to reach you, reach out to you, tell you that they love you or have a question for you, if that's okay, do you have um, a, a, a way for them to reach you? Um, and certainly. So you can reach us on our website, Canadian Supernatural Research Society.com, or you can reach us um, on Facebook at, you can uh, search Canadian Supernatural Research Society, or you can contact, if you have any uh, psychic questions, you can contact me at katieturnerpsychic.com. Can you say that again? It's katieturnerpsychic.com. Fantastic. P- uh, 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 April or Liz, do you have anything, any way that if you wanted people to contact you or is it, you know? Oh, no, I hang off Katie's coattails. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and how about you, Kat? I mean, you know, uh, you, why don't you tell us again how people can reach you or hear your show, or which is fantastic, by the way. Thank you, Stan. Uh, my email address is paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. And um, I'm on Twitter under, I think it's cat w ghost hunt and cat w paranormal on instagram uh you can catch the show it's it's the last sunday of every month and i'm on podbean youtube um iamdarkwaters.com uh just anywhere that you can listen to podcasts and it's called paranormal heart it's a wonderful show i really hope everybody listens to it it's wonderful wonderful gifts I mean, guests, excuse me. Uh, anybody have any closing thoughts that they want to to share or anything else like that? I mean, it's uh, we have a couple minutes left. Anything? I just well, want to say thank you so much for having the team. Yes, thank I, you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. The pleasure really is all ours. I, you know, I like to put the bite on people, but you know, don't answer if you don't want to. Would you like to come back another time, please and thank you? absolutely we can talk you into it yes absolutely good now if you come back another time and i'm going to say when you come back what's something you'd like to talk about or present could you think of something off the top of your head (laughs) stumped us i think styles of investigating are you talking about like paranormal or are you talking about in general it can be in general or paranormal or the paranormal would be great to start, but in gen- you could in general would be great too. I think, uh, you know, forms, you know, forms of investigating um, ideas of different uh, experiments. Um, you know, we do a lot of research in some of the experiments that we do. So, um, you know, kind of working with that, I think, um, you know, different types of cleansings, like there's a million different things that, that can be spoken about. I think it's all very valid research. I love it. I love it. And I know I have several friends who listen to the shows all the time and they love cat shows. They love shows like this and they are going to go ape over this show. <laughs> They're going to love it. They're going to love you guys uh, because again, you're very authentic. You're very knowledgeable. You're wonderful guests. So I guess with that, uh, you've been so kind and again, an honor us on the show, Paul, any closing statements or any kind of closing thoughts? Yeah, I had a great idea that if we do this again, we should try to create a thought form and, and see if we can send the stand to demonically possess him on the air. <laughs> We're working on that. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything, but <laughs> that 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 wouldn't be very hard, I don't think. 
<laughs> but anyway, to the rest of the folks, if you've been listening to the show, uh, again, we thank all of you listening to the podcast. We really hope you enjoyed the show. These were great guests, great people, and we were lucky to have them here. So God bless everybody. Take care out there and be safe, and we'll catch you on the next show. Bye-bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The People Under the Stairs. If you would like to reach out to the host of this show, please feel free to email Paul at nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. That's nocturnalmagic at gmail.com. And if you would like to reach out to Stan, please feel free to go over to his Twitter page and give him a follow at S. Wanglund. That's at S-W-A-N-G-L-U-N-D. Or feel free to email him at swangland at gmail.com that's at swangland at gmail.com and please continue to check out all the new episodes of the people under the stairs every wednesday and every sunday on the reality check podcast network if you've owned your car for a while or maybe you got a great deal on a used vehicle that feels new to you AAA has a vehicle protection plan that fits your needs and your budget. Let's face it, unexpected and expensive repairs can pop up. That's why AAA vehicle protection plans provide comprehensive coverage for maintenance and repair to take some of the risk out of driving a classic. Find out more about our vehicle protection plans at AAA.com slash vehicle plan. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did You Have a Bad Day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you, when you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us.